Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, everyone, to Real Fan Sports Radio Live Super Bowl Preview Show for Super Bowl 47. My name is Rodney Fisher. I'll be joined by the entire cast of everyone from the Real Fan Sports Radio team here today to preview the Super Bowl matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. I want to welcome everyone to the program. Of course, you guys can call in, get your comments, your picks, your questions. 323-927-2906 323-927-2906 or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio and also on the web rfsportsradio.com which we are glad to say that close to 30,000 of you decided to do that last uh, month in the month of January so we're growing and a huge listening audience want to welcome everyone that's listening especially overseas uh, to our military personnel who tune in to us on TuneIn Radio each and every day. So welcome you guys to the program as well. Well, the day is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. It is Super Sunday, and if you're like me, you got your own celebrations going on. I'm here, and I'm actually secluded right now in my home as the Super Bowl party is being prepared uh, downstairs, and I'm waiting to get to as soon as I get off the air uh, with you guys. So I want to know if you call in, give us a Super Bowl pick, also what your Super Bowl festivities consist of today, and what you're going to be looking forward to in uh, today's Super Bowl as well. Uh, we have so, so many guests coming on with us today. Of course, we'll be joined by uh, our staff writer, Luke Whitecotton, who will join us with his Super Bowl uh, picks. Those of you guys have read his work earlier in the week in his Super Bowl preview. Know he's leaning towards the 49ers, so I want to ask him when he gets on, is he still leaning towards the 49ers, or is there anything that happened this week that may have changed his mind? We're also going to be joined by a special guest, uh, Nick Ficarelli of uh, the Sports Chronicles, uh, TSRN, Sports Chronicles Radio Network. He'll be joining us as well. And also Baltimore Raven fan du jour, none other than Whitney Fountain will join us also, who is a huge uh, Baltimore Raven fan and also wrote a great article about the brothers, the Harbaugh brothers, and their quest for their first Super Bowl title in their family which someone's going to get, just a matter of which brother, the older or younger brother, gets that Super Bowl title. And also joining us as well is our football guru himself, Mr. Scott King of Football Extra Points. Uh, his show comes on every Monday night, and he'll be joining us to talk a little Super Bowl as well, close to about 4 o'clock today. Uh, so we'll get into that. 
So much going on with today being Super Bowl. This is the 47th time we've had a Super Bowl, and Super Bowl really has grown into more than just a game. So we'll start off our show by talking a little bit about the extra part of Super Bowl that no one really talks about before we get into the hardcore uh, sports talk uh, that we always do. You know, Super Bowl is responsible for, you know, not just the money that goes to that whole city, but, but worldwide at this point. I think I read a stat that said uh, close to 700 different uh, countries or something crazy like that was going to be, we're going to be watching the Super Bowl this year. And that's a big, big number. It shows the popularity of the sport. But I think the popularity, in my opinion, is more so with the event itself. The, the way it attracts all the A-list celebrities, the stars, athletes from every sport, and not only that, but just the whole party atmosphere that comes with it now, in America, don't get us wrong, we, we don't need that much of a, a big event for us to get together and barbecue and cook and all that good stuff. So the Super Bowl provides that platform for us to get together, you know, bring your friends, your family, and everything else, everybody else can get together and have a Super Bowl party. So I was reading the other day in the Wall Street Journal about the economic impact of the Super Bowl, not just in the whole city, as I mentioned, but around the world, do you realize that there are going to be more chips sold today than any other day in the world? There's also going to be more soda sold, more beer sold. Uh, and, of course, the memorabilia that the teams are trying to sell on NFL.com right now, this is their busiest week of the year, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, followed by the week after the Super Bowl when all the fans or fairweather fans are buying uh, that gear as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting to see that the Super Bowl, although it's related around the NFL or related around football, has grown to be not just needed for fans, but needed for business as well, too. So let me get you guys' thoughts and comments on that as well. Give us a call, 323-927-2906. We'll start off by talking about the Ravens and the 49ers and their road uh, to the Super Bowl, which we got to figure out which one has the toughest road because I think that, you know, in that analysis, we can hopefully try to get me, myself, to pick a winner, which I've been kind of on the fence pretty much all week, but today is the day I have to make a pick today. I have to figure out who I'm going to go with, what the score is going to be, and what my bold prediction for the game will be as well. My heart tells me one thing. My heart tells me another based on the storylines going into this game. So I want to break it down from every angle to figure out which team should I logically pick, which team should my heart go ahead and go along with, and who's going to win the Super Bowl here in a few hours. So let's start off with the road to the Super Bowl. The 49ers, of course, go through the NFC, had a great season this year, uh, aside from the tie game with the St. Louis Rams and a couple of losses here and there. They've had a great season. And the switch at quarterback that they made after Alex Smith went out with a concussion to Colin Kaepernick has really been the key to their success throughout the playoffs. And if you start with the playoffs, we won't go back the entire season, but starting with the playoffs, the 49ers earned themselves a bye in the first week, and then they get Green Bay at home, which they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and then also go into Atlanta and beat the Falcons in the Georgia Dome, as hard as that was. Starting with the Green Bay game, they come from behind this game. Kaepernick comes out first, starting the playoff game, his only eighth start as an NFL quarterback. Comes down that game, throws a pick right at, right at the beginning of the game, a pick six, 
and able to have enough poise for the 49ers and his team to settle down, get back in the ball game, and totally dominate the Green Bay Packers. So you can look at that game one or two ways. You can say, well, it was an easy win for them based on what the score was, based on how they dominated that team for the rest of the game. Or you can really say it was a hard game because your first NFL quarterback experience in the playoffs, you have to come from behind after throwing the interception. So it's a lot of poise and resiliency from a young quarterback like Kaepernick. Then they move on to Atlanta and go into the Georgia Dome to face Atlanta Falcons team who, let's face it, I mean, they they had to win a playoff game this season. After getting their playoff win, I think they celebrated way too much. People took it like a Super Bowl win just because they finally got one, and Matt Ryan could put one notch up under his belt. But yet they kept from behind in that game as well after dropping to a 17-point deficit to the Atlanta Falcons, who did a great job of jumping out early on the San Francisco 49ers. By doing so, though, Kaepernick again displayed a lot of poise, not just him, but also the defense as well, too, pitching the shutout here in that second half. Pretty much a shutout, I should say. And you look at both the roads that the 49ers are taking, you could say that that was a very, very tough road, or you could take the adverse and say, look at the teams they played. Well, let's face it, Green Bay, you know, was a shell of the Green Bay team that we've seen dominate in the playoffs and also dominate the season prior when they only lost one game. And the Green Bay team was kind of, you know, was a hodgepodge throughout the season of defenders after so many people were not injured. They really just got them people back for that one game and they had no game plan for Kaepernick, who set an NFL record for rush yards for a quarterback, over 180 rushing, rushing yards. So you can actually say that was an easy game. To me, in my opinion, I think the 49ers had just as tough road as anyone else, but you can make the case that their road wasn't as tough as the Baltimore Ravens road. If you think about it, they had to go to Indy. Well, they had to play Indy, of course, with Andrew Luck, who a great quarterback, a pocket-passing quarterback. They go to Denver and play Peyton Manning. Then also go to New England and play Tom Brady. I mean, that's a three big quarterbacks, three big teams. On the road with these wins as well, too. Let's go ahead and take our uh, first uh, guest, I believe, is on with us. You hey. are, yes, you are live this on the is, um, Sports Radio Whitney. Hey, Whitney, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. We were just talking um, about I, your I, team, uh, Baltimore, and their road to the Super Bowl, which, of course, they have a chance to win today. I want to ask you real quick, as a Ravens fan, since I know you are, what do you think about that road through the playoffs? you think it was the toughest road to go to the Super Bowl? Yes, and uh, I also think all the negativity everyone's brought to the Baltimore Ravens has only made them stronger in the outcome that they've um, they brought out. I mean, pretty much everyone denied, thought that, you know, they were going to get beat by Denver. And not only that, I mean, there was even people thinking we were going to get beat by the Indianapolis Colts. So, I mean, just to go through everything we went through and beat um, Denver and beat the Patriots, I mean, it's just a great opportunity to end up where we are now. I mean, you think about it, and everyone that doubted us is just like, well, what do I do now? Right, <laughs> I mean, right. during the Super Bowl, they, they made it where they want to be, so they can hate on Flacco because that's what a lot of people do now. I mean, they they can they still hate on Flacco, and a lot of fans think that if someone doesn't have a Super Bowl ring that they – that can't be an elite quarterback, but um, Joe Franco is an elite quarterback in my eyes, and I think that he's going to make it. I think he'll have a ring on his finger by the end of the night. 
That's my opinion. Right. Good, good, good. And I, um, well, I'm th- thinking it's going to be a Go ahead. 17 to 21 and we'll be up 21. That's my prediction. Uh-huh. Okay, 17-21, Baltimore Ravens. Let me ask you, first of all, Whitney, thanks for calling. If you guys don't know, Whitney Fountain is a staff writer for rfsportsradio.com. She wrote a great piece about the Harbaugh brothers and, and their road and, and now playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, let me ask you, though, Whitney, everyone knows that follows us knows you're a, a diehard Ravens fan and want the Ravens to win, of course, based on your prediction. Uh, you said the negativity that surrounds the team. You know, are, are you surprised at all that even now in 2013 people are still making a huge point about Ray Lewis and what happened in Atlanta, and even now with the whole antler spray deal, how do you feel like the team's <laughs> going to respond or, or feel about that? I think um, with Ray Lewis and the way that he leads his team, no matter what year it is, no matter how old that man gets, he just doesn't he doesn't die off. I mean, I'm I'm surprised he's actually retiring this year. It shocked me to know that he came up and. I mean, I think that was a great thing for him to do because it put him and everyone else in the position to say, hey, we want to go out and win this, not only for Ray, but for us. So, I mean, I think that was a great thing for him to do, but I was shocked. And then again, the deer antler crap, I think that's funny. Like, I mean, people just try to, you know, there's there's some writers out there that just try to put stuff out and get popular and famous for it, and that's one of the people, I think, because... Um, I've heard things about that guy that uh, wrote the article, and he's been sued before by a Rams player over some other things. And um, I don't know that whole story. I'm look, I'm researching it now, but apparently the guy that wrote that on Sports Illustrated has already been sued by a whole other team for for accusing someone of something they did not do. So, um, I think just all that animosity and all that just drama can just stop because by the end of the night. It's gonna. I mean, they're gonna have a Super Bowl ring. So, yeah. And yeah. That's just my opinion, though. I mean, other people can think different, and they will think differently. But we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah, I would agree to that too. I think, you know, with them coming out with all this stuff now, of course, the Super Bowl, they they gotta find a story. Writers have to write something, and you're right. You know, some of that stuff is just rehashed uh, old material that they're just trying to grab headlines and everything with. So let me ask you this, Whitney. Uh, how are you celebrating the Super Bowl today? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to go to a little bar and grill on, uh, in Gulfport. I didn't I didn't make it to NOLA this year. I'm disappointed, but um, I'm in Mississippi, so I'm staying here and just going to go to a little um, the dock bar and grill here on Seaway, and they have a big projection screen, so we're going to just watch the football on um, on that big old TV and just have fun and see how right, it so plays those, out for us. Absolutely. So those of you guys listening in uh, Gulfport can join Whitney down there. And, and if you see her, guys, buy her a picture up here. I mean, she's a Raven fan, so <laughs> uh, Let me ask you real quick before we let you go, um, Whitney, a little bit more about the Baltimore Ravens. We were going to talk about the toughest road. I think me and you both agree that, you know, with the Ravens having to go through powerhouse teams like Denver and, and being counted out in that game, and then, of course, going to New England and beating uh, the uh, Patriots and Tom Brady. I think it's a very, very tough road. I want to ask you a little bit about the offense, though, as we transition to the offense. And Joe Flacco, you know, I as a Ravens fan, you watch Flacco not just this season but seasons before. What's been different about him this season, you think? 
I mean, he's always come out and he's always said to the media and everyone else that he's a good quarterback. And I think this year he just proved it to himself. I mean, not only to himself, but he's always thought that. He's always had the confidence boost that he was this good elite quarterback, and he he's proved it. He, to me and Miles in the past years, he may have been – I mean, he was. he's always been an accurate quarterback to me. He's always, I mean, just had the long ball out there. He just was – I don't know if he was – nervous to just show his talent or what it was but now he's just he's out there and he's got a great confidence boost he has people like Ray Lewis to guide him and I'm not saying he needs anyone to guide him but he has some somebody like Ray Lewis and his leadership and not only that but his offense too to help him like Tory mm-hmm. Smith I mean thinking about that he went he went on a hard um road when he lost his brother and they just have a great uplifting team and I think they got this one. It's just my opinion. I've never seen their, seen them go this far, like, and have such dignity while doing it. So mm-hmm. I think they got it. Well, you're this. right. I mean, the, the team itself has overcome so much from injuries to tragedy, of course. It started out with using uh, losing Art Modell at the start of the season. And then as you mentioned, Tory Smith and his brother, to Ray Lewis being out, to Russ Suggs being out, uh, Nada being out. They've overcome Everything which, I mean, which they, they hired a new offensive coordinator. And right, right, stuff. right. Well, makes everybody feel like they're the team of destiny. Do you think Flacco to win this game today is going to have to throw the ball, or should they continue to use Ray Rice? And what do you think the game plan needs I to think be they're the gonna do, um, I think they're going to do what they did in the last game to um, to the Patriots. I think, yeah. They just they they started off running the ball with Ray Rice, and they realized that it wasn't getting them nowhere. So they started chunking the ball down the field, and they they started scoring in the second half. And now they may come out in the first half and do the exact opposite and throw the ball, and then come out second half and start running. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't be. The, I'm not the coach or anything, but I I can predict that. I think that it's going to be um, just a run game at first. He's going to start out start out seeing if he can get yards on them running, and if they won't let him run, he's going to chunk that ball. And and if they're not covering and they're not ready for him to throw the ball. It's not going to be a pretty game. Yeah. And, like, I, I've heard the brothers were – they want a big win. They don't want just a field goal win. And that's what everyone – everyone's been predicting a three-point game, but they want to they want to blow each other out. I mean, and that's just any brother, any competition, like the Harbaugh brothers. Absolutely. Like, just like the story you wrote about these two guys making it and Jack Harbaugh, the dad, he was a former coach, and – seeing his kids coaching the Super Bowl. We saw the press conference that the family had as well, too. I mean, how big is that? I mean, two brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and that's one thing uh, I want to mention before I uh, go is um, the brothers don't like all the attention. Like, you think they would. You think they'd like to be able to go online and see all the the things that people are writing about them, or not only writing but saying on the television, and they just don't. They they accept the credibility, but they don't want to see it. It's like they just don't, I don't know, they don't, it's not like they don't want to be a part of it because it's surreal to them. They're living the dream. And mm-hmm. they'll tell you that. I was watching it on NFL Network, and the um, Jack Harbaugh and Jackie were getting interviewed, and someone asked them, um, who has it better than you? And Jack Harbaugh said, nobody. <laughs> and <laughs> he made Jackie say that with him, and it was just funny to me because he knows. I mean, nobody has it better than him. And his his sons are facing off in the Super Bowl, and no other family can ever say that. You know, it's just it's an awesome thing for them. And I know that they're taking it in more behind closed doors than 
in front of, you know, media and things like that, but right. they they like they like the the media and all that to Oh yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. Them. They just Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Whitney, will you be uh, tweeting live about the game during the game today? Yes, I sure will. All right, good. So you guys can follow her on Twitter, uh, at Wit Fountain, correct? I I hope I had it correct. W-H-I-T-T Fountain. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right, good. You guys follow her on Twitter right now so you can get her reaction as she predicts a Ravens victory 21-17. to uh, over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Whitney, real quick, what what is your bold prediction? What event, what play, what, what what's going to happen during this game is going to be something that's unexpected? Um, I think we're going to use, like um, I've heard earlier, we're going to use some of the offensive players that you usually wouldn't see, like Tandon Doss and people you don't think, like, um, yes, we're going to use Michael, I mean, not Michael, we're going to use Tory Smith on Bolden when needed, but you'll see a lot of Tandon Dawson, Jacoby Jones as as our wide receivers, I think, and maybe some Ed Dixon too for the tight end. I mean, um, I think you'll see a lot of receivers that you don't expect to be catching those um, down the middle throws and things like that. Mm, mm, that's good. That's a good prediction. I'm gonna look for that. I'm gonna look for <laughs> that. Well, thank you, Whitney, for joining us. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. All right, thanks, Whitney. Right. That is All Whitney right. uh, Fountain. Writer for RFSportsRadio.com with her prediction, 21-17 Baltimore Ravens over the 49ers. And her bold prediction was that the Ravens offense is going to use a little bit more than just the normal people. Look for some of the other guys to step up and make a big play, which is nothing new in Super Bowls. We've had that happen several times um, in Super Bowls in the past. So good prediction there. I want to talk a little bit more about the 49ers. We talked about the Ravens, and the 49ers, of course, and their offense being led by Colin Kaepernick, who out of nowhere they make a change with Alex Smith, and and Kaepernick really is the one that gets them over the hurdle, winning the NFC Championship game, getting them to a Super Bowl. Uh, So let me go ahead and bring on real quick our other writer for, our staff writer for RFSportsRadio.com, Luke Whitecotton, who wrote the piece, the Super Bowl preview piece, and also gave us his prediction already, too, picking a 49er win. Luke, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. First of all, before we get into all the uh, football talk, how are you spending your Super Bowl Sunday today? Uh, just with a couple friends and some family, good food, and obviously some good beer. Yeah, Not absolutely. spectacular, <laughs> but just good get-together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've got a Super Bowl party waiting on me. Uh, downstairs as soon as I come out of hiding here from doing, <laughs> doing the radio show, so I'm ready too. All right, first of all, Luke, welcome to the program. If you guys know, you can follow his work on com, and also follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, but, Luke, you wrote the piece, the preview piece that we've been uh, promoting all this week and, of course, sent out by email as well. If you guys want to go to the email list, go to the website. You can just uh, join the email list there. And you picked the 49er win. So I want to ask you about the offense for the 49ers. What's going to be the the key to them offensively to dominate their Ravens defense? Is it Colin Kaepernick throwing the ball? Is it still the threat of the run with him, Frank Gore, and Michael James? Uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a little mixture of that, but it's going to start with that front seven with the offensive line. I just think they're too athletic and strong. 
And I, don't, I just don't know if Baltimore can keep up with it the whole game. They might wear them down. And then, you know, I, I see Kaepernick kind of taking over. Mm-hmm. You know, as he, as you can see, they didn't, he can throw from the pocket. He can run on you. Um, Frank Gore, he, I, he is my MVP pick. So at least 100 yards, maybe two touchdowns. I mean, you know, Baltimore, you can run on Baltimore unless you're the New England Patriots, but, I mean, it comes down to the front seven. I think they're just too strong and athletic for, for the Baltimore defense. Well, I think you make a great point. The front seven is very, very strong uh, for the 49ers. But, but you know, the, the Ravens have so many different packages that they try to confuse quarterbacks. You think about the quarterbacks that they had to play. I mean, they confused Peyton Manning, who's seen every defense invented and not invented. They confused Tom Brady and confused Bill Belichick. You don't think they can confuse Colin Kaepernick? Because let's face it, he's only making his, what, 10th start in the NFL. I think that's going to play a factor at all. Right. That that did come into, you know, my prediction, too. I, the kid, he just – there's some about him that he doesn't seem to be phased. I know they did confuse Peyton Manning, but uh, yeah, this kid's pretty special. I, I mean, if something's not going to work, he's not going to get discouraged or something. And, you know, Har- Jim Harbaugh can – make tweaks into the game plan with the best of them. So if he sees that, I mean, you go with Frank Gore or Michael James or I'm hoping even to see a little bit of Vernon Davis in this game. I mean, since Kaepernick became the quarterback, Vernon Davis hasn't been the factor of what he used to be, but I can see maybe a little tweak there. You might see a little bit of Vernon Davis in this game too. Yeah, and that's where I was going to go to next was about, you know, who his target's going to be, you know, when he does uh, decide to throw the ball. And, and you mentioned Vernon Davis. I think he's going to be critical in the game. But I want to ask you specifically about the wide receivers that the 49ers have, from from Crabtree to, of course, the self, self-proclaimed best wide receiver of all time, <laughs> Randy Moss. Uh, do you think either one of those guys would be a, a factor in the game? And if so, who? Um. It, it might surprise some people, but I, I'm not going to go as far as saying he's the greatest of all time, but Randy Moss could be a, a huge factor in this game because obviously Crabtree is going to get special attention. So I mean, there are a lot of weapons that he can use. I would look for probably Crabtree early and then, it, you know, like to tweak the game plan a little bit if he's getting double coverage or, you know, Ed Reed the ball hawk. You know, if he's going to shadow him a little bit. I, I could see Randy Moss, you know, having a pretty decent game. Not the greatest game of all time, but I could see him having a pretty special game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he can still, if he can't get behind the defense uh, of Baltimore, he can still be a threat deep, you know. Um, he, I mean, right. he's still Randy Moss. So, And I'm like you, I wouldn't call him the best receiver of all time, but I think he's definitely – up there, and I think going before the Super Bowl, you want your wide receiver to feel like he's the best of all time. Right. I mean, you're going up against a pretty good team. Uh, if we can, right. spend a few minutes on the uh, defensive side of the ball with the 49ers. You know, someone asked me earlier this week which, who I thought had the best linebacker in court. And, and it's almost like a trick question because immediately you're going to say, well, Ray Lewis is playing for Baltimore. Ray Lewis is the greatest. And go that route, but I think people right. overlook Bowman and, and the combination of the two. But 
If you think about what the 49ers have in linebacker, I mean, with Patrick Willis and everyone that they have over that side of the ball, you know, which one do you think has the better linebacker core? Well, I mean, the you know, the obvious pick would probably be Baltimore with Suggs and Ray Lewis. But with Bowman, Patrick Willis, you know, you got Alden Smith on the outside there. I don't know if you'd classify him as a, a pure linebacker, but they got a pretty decent linebacking core themselves, and, you know, they can handle business. Um, once again, that, you know, it starts with the defensive line. Is Justin Smith going to be healthy enough? All the Smith hasn't been obviously the same player since Justice Smith got hurt. So, I mean, as far that's a tough call. I mean, I'd have to go with Baltimore because it's the obvious pick. But you know, as San Francisco has shown, they can they can ball with the best of them. Yeah, yeah, I would agree to that too. I think Baltimore is the obvious pick, but you have to really look at that 49 defense and what they're able to do. Uh, and, and, and what, who they've been able to control as well, also. Uh, coaches right. between these two coaches, both of them brothers, one older, one younger, you think that plays a factor in it all? Because the last time these guys did play, the Ravens did win the game. The older brother got the best of the younger brother. You think there's any edge or any extra anything that can benefit either team since they know each other so well? Uh you know that that's a good question. I I haven't given that much thought as you know, everybody else with this Harbaugh Bowl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would. You know, they're both great coaches. Um, I'm I'm a Steeler fan, so I get to see a lot of uh, oh, John yeah, Harbaugh through the year. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to show my hatred to the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, wait, is that the reason why you picked the 49ers? Because the Ravens are in your division? Is, there, is, is this what's going on here? <laughs> you know, this this is the hardest Super Bowl game I'll have to watch in my lifetime, probably because either way, I lose as a Steeler fan. Right. Well, hey, it, but, it could be it could be worse. You could be a Cowboys fan, like me. So, it could be worse. <laughs> right. Um, as far as their coach, I don't think either one of them has a drastic edge. They're both great coaches. I mean, you know, John Harbaugh is obviously doing something right. He's in the playoffs every year, and he's been a star on the Steelers' side for a few years. Drastic edge in the coaching. They're they're just both great. Um, great motivators. I mean, I'd probably give a slight edge to Jim in that area, but... Uh, it's just going to be a great game. They're both great coaches, and you know, I just I can't really give a give an edge to either one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't either. I, I think it's going to be cool. I think everything's going to really uh, come down to the players on the field, really, because I think both of those guys coach a lot of enthusiasm. They're both intense, and I see. I think both of their uh, both of the players on both teams really respond to that, as you can tell. They're both in the Super Bowl. So anything that I'm missing about the 49ers would, would convince someone like myself that doesn't really know who I want to pick because my heart says one thing, my head says another. Any other key factors to the 49ers that we should not overlook? Um, The the only thing I can think of is maybe special teams. they got some good return guys. That could be a key. Um, the, only, the only 
thing that I am not sold on in the 49ers is their secondary, but I think they could tweak that a little bit with the two weeks that they had here. Um, I, I could see a, maybe a big special team play, maybe changing the outcome. Um, obviously, they have David Akers, who's been the shakiest I've ever seen a kicker besides Mason Crosby, maybe. But, <laughs> um, you know, they got Ted Ginn and all of them guys. So look for maybe a special team play to spark something. But do you think that, I mean, I mean, you mentioned David Akers. If it comes down to Akers, how confident are you? <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna put it through. <laughs> um, you know, if, if I was a Forty Nine er fan, I would probably be not very confident. I'd probably have to walk away out of the room for that one. <laughs> um, and if it does come down to a field goal, I mean, there's another thing that Jim Harbaugh's gonna have to think real serious. Is he? Maybe you see a trick play even. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So your pick is the 49ers. What about uh, the score again? I believe you said, was it 27-24? I said 28-21. 28-21, okay. All right, so you got 28-21 for the 49ers. And what's your bold prediction? What's going to be a surprise of the game, you think? I don't see too many surprises. They're just so evenly matched. They're basically like the same team. Um, I, I might say you're going to see a lot of Vernon Davis. With, you know, with Colin Kaepernick, obviously you didn't see him as much as 49er fans would like. So that that'd be my surprise pick is Vernon Davis being a pretty huge factor tonight. Yeah, I would agree to that too. I'll be looking for Vernon Davis as well. Well, man, I'll let you get to it, man. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you for calling in. And, of course, you can read out of Luke's work on uh, rfsportsradio.com. We just put up two fantastic pieces about baseball, one about PEDs and, of course, the other talking about spring training. Uh, if you would, go ahead and get into a little bit about that. Um, Basically, uh, you know, baseball season's right around the corner, um, and there, there's been some talk with, New a new list of guys with these PEDs. I mean, every time you you turn around, it, it, there's new names involved. So I, I just kind of put something out there to you know, is it fair to just probably assume that everybody in baseball is on something? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's probably not fair to the guys that probably aren't using, but you know, it's it's just getting kind of chaotic, and they really they're trying to get a handle on it, but there's just more to more need to uh, more. I don't know if there's more testing or or what they need to do, but they need to get a grip on it before it's you know. I, I'm a baseball purist. I you know I was I grew up watching you know in the 80s and 90s you know early mm-hmm. 90s and then Sammy Sosa and all that stuff and then it kind of blew up from there. So I just kind of put something out there that you know this steroid era for baseball is. Not going away anytime soon. So yeah, which is but I mean, let me ask you on that point though. Do you think and this is a question that causes a, a, a debate wherever you are. But do you think you know this whole message of not putting in Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and you know they always say well they'll eventually get in but we don't want them in on the first ballot. I mean isn't that pretty hypocritical? I mean because if you're gonna put them in, put them in. Does it really matter what ballot they go in on and do you think they even should be in the in the Hall of Fame? 
I think they do. I mean, no matter what they did in the past, I mean, they they gave that base. Cause baseball was, you know, it, it was dying off a little bit there in the, you know, early 90s, mid-90s, and then, you know, Bonds and Sosa and McGuire kind of catapulted it to where it is now. I, I They deserve, I believe they deserve to be there. You know, you know with these baseball writers that vote for this stuff, I have a hard time even wondering why they even get the vote, but um, yeah, they they deserve to be there. Eventually, they will. I, I wish the baseball would kind of take a chapter out of the football Hall of Fame. To because uh, it doesn't matter what ballot. I don't know if it's just their sense of pride or or what's going on there, but you know, it, Barry Bonds first ballot Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. No matter what he did, I mean, if everybody's on it, then put them in it's it's not a it's a museum for fans it's not like you know these baseball writers get so involved in this and it, it's just crazy yeah. hopefully that changes yeah. sometime in the <laughs> next hundred years or so well it, it's up to us to make it that's us to change uh public opinion and hopefully the public will follow us man but i, I agree with you 100 percent on that uh luke tell everybody how to find you today while you're watching the game what's your twitter handle Okay, it's at uh, Chi Town Sports Blog, C H I T O W N B L G, and I'll probably be there's some sarcastic tweets on there, but <laughs> don't take them to heart, Baltimore fans. <laughs> well, that'd be good, man. We look forward. I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Look forward to reading more of your work, and thank you again for joining us, man. All right, thanks for having me on. Enjoy your day. Will do. Will do. Okay. That was Luke White Cotton, writer for RFSportsRadio.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He'll be tweeting live during the game as well, too. Let's take a uh, small break here and come back and get more into Super Bowl 47. We'll take your calls as well, 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. You're listening to RF Sports Radio, Super Bowl 47. We are back. DeSoto Eagles football is back on RF Sports Radio. Starting August 31st, tune in to RF Sports Radio to hear live Texas high school football action. Coach Claude Mathis returns to lead the Texas football powerhouse on another big season. The electric Dez White and Oregon recruit Dontre Wilson lead a high power. What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it's your boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. You can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show. It's Mm -hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. You hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got you know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a Facebook now. lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what they do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're still in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, Hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. 
And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on, yeah. and uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. Welcome back, everyone, to Super Bowl 47 Preview Show, live here with RF Sports Radio. I'm your host, uh, Rodney Fisher. We've had our guests on. We've had Whitney Fountain, Baltimore Raven fan, predicting a 21-17 to victory. We've also had on uh, Luke Whitecotton, who predicted a 28-21 49er victory in today's matchup. I got up this teams. morning late again. All right, we'll get that fixed. And now we're being joined by, of course, uh, Mr. Sports Chronicles himself, the man that needs no real introduction. I mean, he's known pretty much out there in the the world of sports, online uh, radio, that is, and that's Mr. Nick Ficarelli. Welcome to the program, sir. Good evening, good evening, or should I say good afternoon. Very glad to be on the show today, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, doing great, man. It's been great, and we've had a good show so far. We've got a lot of people listening, of course. And everyone's been waiting on you to come on, man. So now that you're on, now they can stop holding their breath and and start uh, start letting everybody know. So welcome, man. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm very flattered about that. I'm surprised everybody's waiting for a little old me from uh, Howell, New Jersey. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what do you think? This is a... I don't know what to do today, gentlemen. I don't know whether to be very, very happy or very, very sad. Happy because it should be a national holiday of sorts, being that it is Super Bowl 47. We're sad that knowing at some point after 10 p.m. today, football season is over and we have to Mm. wait seven long months for the preseason to begin. I don't know. I'm still in denial. I'm still in denial. It's one of those things you have to look at it as the glass half full, right? You have to just look at, okay, we're at the crowning moment of the NFL season. I'm having a great celebration to cap it all off. And and you're right. The, the other part doesn't set in until probably probably Monday. And that's when everything sets in, when there's no Monday night football. There's no no uh, training camp going on, and we've got to, got to wait. So I, I'm with you there. I'm talking with you the same way. Let me ask you first of all, Nick, how are you celebrating this Super Sunday today? I'll be home with my wife and my kids. We're going to be by ourselves today. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a, our own little spread going, and then as soon as the game comes on, I'm actually going to be interested in the game. The wife and the kids will be interested in the commercial so they can laugh a little bit. But it's going to be a little low key. For, it's going to be low key for me this year. I figured, you know, I'm going to take this year off from going uh, from going on the party circuit and stuff like that, just to be with the, just to be with family. I think that's the proper way to do, to, to go about doing it this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it the same way too. I'm actually hiding uh, upstairs in my home right now. As everyone downstairs is getting into the Super Bowl festivities, the, the smell of food is starting to get to me. So if I get a little agitated, Nick, don't don't take it personal, my man. It's just it is. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to eat. I'm waiting to eat, my man. I'm waiting to eat. Uh, let's you know, talk a little bit of <laughs> – go ahead. They're listening downstairs right now. How about bringing up Rodney some food now so he, he can actually, like, give you a pregame of what's being right. put, put Thank in front you, of Thank you, Nick. 
Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much for looking out for me. I appreciate it. Let's get into a little bit about the uh, game, of course, the 49ers and Baltimore Ravens. We talked previously about how both of these teams, the road they had to travel to get to the Super Bowl. We also got into the offensive side and the defensive side somewhat as well, too. I want to ask you specifically about uh, what is the X factor these teams possess. I think, you know, logic would tell us, or really maybe not even logic, just overall opinion would tell us that Colin Kaepernick has to be that X factor for 49ers and maybe Ray Lewis for the Baltimore Ravens. But I wanted your opinion. Well, who is the X factor that these teams are going to have to have to get a win today? It's very, very simple. I've stated this for the last two weeks, and I'll say it until my dying day. It's going to be a bloody, brutal, knockdown, drag-out affair. This is going to be a war of attrition. The X factors are going to be, hey, diddle, diddle, Ray Rice up the middle, mm-hmm. and Frank, I'm going to put a stake and make you gore. <laughs> It's going to be those two guys running running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield, at least 25 to 30 touches for each of them, and whoever's left standing at the end of this epic affair will be the victor. Wow. These two guys are war horses. I remember Ray Rice when he was at the university, when he was at Rutgers University and led them to their best season ever of all time. I remember Frank Gore when he was at the University of Miami and he was overshadowed by a certain Wills McGahee and other and other mm-hmm. running backs because we have to remember he blew out his knee not once but twice while at Miami. Right. He was right. forgotten back. And now he's the all time leading rusher for the San Francisco forty ers You got Ray Rice who gets better as the game goes on. These two guys, if they don't get twenty five to thirty touches each, I will be shocked. Actually, I'll be appalled because I've been calling this game to be a slobber knocker for as soon as the as soon as the championship games were over, and it's going to be a lot of fun if you're into old style, old time, 1950s, 1960s style football. Mm-hmm. You can talk about your formation. You could talk about your Joe Flacco hurry up offense. You could talk about that until you be blue in the face. The Harbaugh's are blue collar coaches. This is going to be a blue-collar game at its finest. Oh, that sounds like a great game, too. Uh, it, it just sounds like an old, you know, the grainy footage, the the, the grass field type of game, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for, too. I'm hoping for the same exact thing. With that said, if both of these teams come out here and try to make it that game, to try to take control of the line of scrimmage, which defense you think is better equipped to stop it? Now, now that's this before you answer that question, we know that the Ravens' defense can be run on. I mean, we've seen what happened throughout the season. But now they've got their quarterback, you know, although they're not 100%, but now they've got the quarterback. They've done a better job on the run during the playoffs. So which team do you think is built, which defense is built to try to contain the run if they can? Both teams are built to contain the run. The Ravens, obviously, this year, it was not a Ravens-style defense, 23rd in the NFL. But during the playoffs, as you stated so eloquently, they've stopped the run as best as they can possibly can. However, the 49ers defense is so geared to stop everything to be thrown at them. They're more susceptible to the pass than they are to run, especially when you have the next version of Ray Lewis in 
one Patrick Willis and a very underrated Navarro Bowman manning the middle of that field. I'm telling, and then you also have Alden Smith, Justin Smith, who's been getting healthier. San Francisco's defense is more geared to stop the run than the Baltimore defense. But, but, I've been on many shows and I've been saying the same thing all over again. And this is the last show I'm actually doing before the Super Bowl, so it's the last time this will come out of my mouth. (laughs) The Ray Lewis retirement party ends in Party Town, USA, and all. Mm. It ends with him on the podium holding up the Vince Lombardi trophy. Wow. That's a big one. The final score, Baltimore 24, San Francisco 17. Wow. And you think Ray Lewis in his season, in his career, holding that Vince Lombardi trophy, even though the 49ers have got the best wide receiver of all time in Randy Moss. Four weeks ago, that <laughs> Wednesday, when he announced that he he was on his last ride, I called a lot of my friends and I said, if you're in Vegas right now, go start running and put a hell of a lot of money on Baltimore winning the Super Bowl. And they're like, why? I go, did you not just hear what just happened? And they were like, no. I went, Ray Lewis just announced his retirement. Within a week, the odds of the Ravens winning the Super Bowl went from like 25 to 1 to 15 to 1. <laughs> yeah, Everybody yeah. and the mother started pounding Baltimore oh, yeah. to win the Super Bowl. And although Absolutely. I am not a betting man, <laughs> if I were a betting man, I would have been in Las Vegas right now or calling friends going, lay this for me on Baltimore winning the Super Bowl. And they are 60 minutes from doing so. They will do so. All due respect to Randy Moss, Ray Lewis is the one that's going to be holding up that nice, shiny trophy. Mm. Now, you know, I I feel the same way, Nick. I'll be honest with you. I feel that the Ravens will win the game. Everyone's called me crazy. You know, I I can't go get a haircut because my barber's a 49ers fan, and I'm looking like Team Wolf over here uh, (laughs) because he just won't let me come in there because he knows I'm not – I'm going to talk bad about the 49ers. But I feel the same way. I feel like the, the team has overcome. It's, they're on that destiny ride, man. I mean, think about the stuff that went on with them this season from, you know, Flacco not getting, you know, not signing a deal, just waiting to play out this entire season. Ray Lewis coming back from this, uh, you know, having his tricep torn off his arm. He comes back, he plays. Terrell Suggs comes back to play. They're on that destiny ride. It feels like a destiny ride for the team. And Would you agree with that? I agree 100%. It, 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 it's like the Giants of last year. The Giants mm. were a team of destiny. It was like the Green Bay Packers of a couple of years ago as a sixth seed. They were a team of destiny. This Baltimore team has the look and the feel of being a team of destiny. No doubt, hands down. And again, when your leader makes an announcement like that, Everybody gets on that train and says, "We got to win it for right. We got to win it for right. We got to yeah. win it for right." And sure enough, 60 minutes—it might be a long 60 minutes—but mm-hmm. 
in the end, it will also be worth it, especially for the city of Baltimore. The city, I of, San agree. The city of San Francisco, with all due respect, you have many years where this could happen. They are set up not only for now, but the future. But this is the last ride for many people besides Ray Lewis on this Baltimore roster, whether it's age, contract, whatever. Baltimore needs to win this game. If they don't, it's going to be a very, very long offseason and possibly, just possibly, a very long couple of seasons to come. Yeah, that's true. Well said, my friend. Well said. Now I got your prediction. I got your score. Now I want to. I want to get your. your I got your pick and got your score. I want to get your bold prediction of the game. What what play? What what's going to happen during the game that we're not expecting that could turn the tide either way? Jacoby Jones will catch another bomb. Hmm. He will catch another bomb. That's the guy that's going to make the big play. He won't win the MVP. He's not a sexy pick or anything like that. But he seems to be the forgotten man behind Anquan Bolden, Torrey Smith, and Dennis Pitta, and Ray Rice, and Joe Flacco. Remember, he was the guy that caught the touchdown pass against Denver. He was right. the guy that caught, the, that caught some clutch passes against the New England Patriots. He's the forgotten man. He will make the play that either A, will turn the tide, or B, will continue the momentum going for the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. That's a good one. I like that. Very, very, very good pick. Well, I will let you get back to it, my friend. And, and I think someone's going to bring bring me a plate here pretty soon. So I thank you for putting in the kind words to the family, nigga. If I can get them to listen to me like they listen to you, things would be a lot easier. I would say that. Yeah, things well, it seems I have easier. that effect on people. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm from New York and I'm very demanding as it is. So I don't know. Right. I, I'm just saying. And, and Nick, find I know me on you can find us on Twitter at Mr. Fick, TSC. You can find us What's Tron Chronicles Twitter Twitter handle at TCRN. Fourteen shows over seven nights. Mm. www.blogtalkradio.com backslash the Sports Chronicles Radio Network. My personal show is on Saturday nights from ten to midnight with myself and my two co-hosts Kyle Nash and Andrew Glukov. Rodney, thank you so much. Enjoy yeah, the Super thank Bowl. You, man. Absolutely. Food. People, bring him his food. He's a hungry man. He's doing a <laughs> show. You. He needs to eat. Don't All do right. anything Thank yet. <laughs> Have a good one. All right. Thanks, man. All right, guys. That was Nick Ficarelli from the Sports Chronicles. You can hear all the Sports Chronicles premium programming on our site as well, too, rfsportsradio.com, or on the TuneIn Radio app. Just do a search for RF. SN, and you can find us there as well, too. Let's take another quick break. we come back, we should be joined by football extraordinaire Scott King of Football Extra Points. He'll be joining us uh, to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. You're listening to the Super Bowl 47 preview show live on Real Fan Sports Radio, Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. I got up I got up this morning late again, rushing, trying to get to the station. Didn't have time to fix coffee or breakfast or even grab a lunch. And I jumped in my car and realized, ah, I don't even have gas. 
I stopped by the Texaco in DeSoto on Hampton and Pleasant Run, walked in, and immediately thought this can't be a gas station. And I was right. It was Maryland's Fine Foods. The the friendly staff there was able to give me a fresh-made breakfast from scratch, also a gourmet box lunch, and not to mention a tank of gas, too. I got to work and had an awesome day and then thought my family would love to have a break from fast food. So I went online to Maryland's Fine Foods and placed an order for my entire family. And you know what? When I got to DeSoto, it was hot and ready for me to pick up on my way in. Trust me, guys, you got to try Maryland's Fine Foods, located in DeSoto at Hampton Road and Pleasant Run. Give them a call at 972-274-1070. That's 972-274-1070. Or try them online at marylandsfinefoods.com. Welcome back to a Super Bowl 47 preview show. You can tell by the music in the background as we come back from break that we're joined by none other than the host of Football Extra Points, Football Extraordinaire, Mr. Scott King. Scott, how you doing, sir? Great. How you doing tonight? Good, good, man. First of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been reading your stuff all this week. We've been posting on your website, footballextrapoints.com. And, of course, uh, follow-up from your show this past Monday right here on Real Fan Sports Radio where you had a special guest, Mr. Russell uh, Baxter, to talk about the, the uh, Super Bowl as well. And, of course, you guys can go back and listen to that show. Shameless plug there, but needed to happen. And now we have a join on our previous show. So, Scott, first of all, I want to ask you a little bit about these teams. We talked about the offense. We talked about the defense. We talked about the coaches, even special teams. In your opinion, you know, what is going to be the the stuff you're not going to read in the stat line that has to happen for one of these teams to, to win? Yeah, I think the key for both these teams is going to come down to the offensive line. Uh, I mentioned it in a couple of different articles I've been writing over the last couple of weeks, but the ability of these lines to uh, open holes for the running game and protect the quarterback against two of the best defenses in the league is really going to be the difference. Uh, San Francisco, their line's been built over the years in the draft and and is really just, in my opinion, probably the best line in the the league right now. And the Ravens kind of made some moves late, moving Orr around, bringing McKinney off the bench, and, and are playing really stellar ball. And I really think that's going to be the key. Whichever line gives the quarterback time and, Open the holes for the running game. That's going to be the team that's going to win today. Yeah, and you, both of these offensive lines are, are good offensive lines. You know, a lot of people like to give the edge to San Francisco having a better, more physical offensive line. Of course, they ran the ball yeah, just as good as Baltimore with their combination of Frank Gore, Michael Michael James, and of course Colin Kaepernick. Do you think that Kaepernick today is going to have to use his legs more so than he had to do? against Atlanta to get a win? Well, the the threat of him being able to run is, is going to be important. I think that, that really came out in the Atlanta game. I don't know if they overcommitted to covering Kaepernick on the run, which opened up Davis across the middle. But they're going to have to show a lot of run with Kaepernick, uh, run those 
kind of zone reads out of the pistol and have the threat there for the run. I don't think he needs to make all the plays with his legs. He proved that in the in the Atlanta game. But, um, you know, he needs to stay healthy. That's one thing I, I touched on a little bit earlier. One of my previews was, you know, let's not forget that they've got Alex Smith there backing him up and, you never want to see anybody get hurt, but if Kaepernick's running around out there, Ed Reed or somebody might take him out. Mm. Yeah, everyone's saying it's going to be a knockdown fight. Uh, as our previous guest, Nick Figueroa, described it, a slobber knocker of a, a Super Bowl game. You think that's yeah. going to play a factor? Because, because I think that the defensive side of the ball for the Ravens, they're going to want to hit hard. But I can say the same thing about the 49ers, too. And there are going to be some players that don't want to take those hits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and uh, Kaepernick's kind of the the one leading the pack there with not taking any big hits because hopefully he's shown a lot of poise in, in his first half a year starting. Um, they they started off real slow against Atlanta. You know you don't want to see anybody see Kaepernick start just scrambling, panicking back there, and end up getting himself in a bad position and and getting hit hard and taken out of the game. So he's he's got to come out and, and be patient. San Francisco started off slow the last couple games, and they they need to make sure that they don't do that and get too far behind against uh, the Ravens. But uh, Kaepernick's got to be careful not to get too too sloppy out there and, and leave himself open to a big hit. Uh, absolutely. Let me ask you about the flip side of the ball with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. You talked a little bit about the offense and, and having the – and you said the offensive lines would be a key factor. But I want to ask you a little bit about the defense for the Ravens and – specifically uh, Ray Lewis. And I asked this question to our first guest, but I'm going to ask it to you. I want your opinion. Is Do you think that it is fair for uh, media, and I guess we could throw ourselves in there too, to bring up a rehash, uh, the stuff that happened with Ray in Atlanta during the Super Bowl week, and even this whole antler spray business has happened? I mean, do you think that, has any effect on him, the team, uh, and if it does have an effect, what kind of effect you think it'll have? Yeah, I've actually got an interesting take on this. I, I lived in Atlanta in 2000 when the Super Bowl was there and the, and the Ray Lewis situation went down. So I lived it for, for quite a few years during the trial when everything was going on. I think at this point when he's coming to the end of his career, uh, I think it's kind of natural for everyone to look back all the way throughout his career and talk about what he's done. And, and that's part of his life. He, he's seemed to have moved on from it. So that's good, good for him. I, I don't know what he's been able to reconcile from that, but, you know, I do think it's fair to look back at everything uh, that's happened in, in somebody's life when they get to the end of their career, good or bad. And unfortunately that's, that's a chapter of his life he has to deal with. As right. far as the deer antler spray stuff, um, <laughs> Ironically, a couple of years ago, I actually looked into that product myself. I never bought it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he was tied to a story with that a couple of years ago even. I know Yeah. at the time uh, the Raiders coach, Hugh Jackson, I think was even a spokesman for the product for a little while. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the guy's just trying to get some more free press or if he was actually linked to it, but um, – you know, things come up about players Super Bowl week, so it's uh, it's unfortunate that it became a, a little bit of a topic for a couple of days, but I think it went away pretty quick. 
you know, just to go off on a tangent while we're here, and I'm maybe I'm totally outside of the box of thinking, but to me, you know, I, I love to watch football just like you do. I'm a huge football fan. I played it as a kid. I played in high school, played some in college. So, so I always want to be close to the game. And, and now football serves not just, you know, my – you know, my, my thirst for being on the field still or whatever, but it's more of an entertainment thing to me. It's nothing more entertaining than watching the Super Bowl than watching the football game on Sunday. So in my opinion, and I may be wrong in, in having this opinion, but any product, anything that can help get the guy I want to see back on the field a lot faster, I think is more of a help than a hurt to the game. Or maybe Maybe I'm just outside the box. Well, it's part of that that um, that that's part of the game, but people don't want to hear about it. I, even if it's a, a legal substance, you always hear about players taking shots at halftime or getting pulled off the field, and then they go in and take something to block the pain. It's something that is part of the game, you know, good or bad. The performance-enhancing drugs stuff gets brought up kind of the forefront, but there's so much that these guys go through that's supposedly legal just to get them back on the field. You know, no one wants to see their guys off the field. They want them back on the field. But when something surfaces that they've been doing that that's borderline not legal, then everyone wants to attack them. But I, I agree. It's, it's a fine line you walk when you want guys on the field, and, and what do they do put their bodies through to get out there sometimes is, right. you know, the question. Yeah, it is. That's that's what I'm thinking, you know. Plus, you got a league that wants to go to 18 game schedule, and and of course they're going to put more demands physically on athletes, and yet they don't want to give them the tools needed to to play uh, with that kind of demand. So that's kind of the side of fence that I'm on. Uh, let's jump back into the Super Bowl real quick, and and you know you, you did talk a little bit about the defense for uh, the, the Ravens, I want to get your thoughts on the defense for the 49ers. Of course, we know about their linebacking core. I posed a question earlier in the program on which linebacking core was the best, and a lot of people seem to think the 49er linebacking core is, is a strength of that defense. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think when you, you've got guys like uh, Willis and Bowman right now in the prime of their career, um, they're they're just playing outstanding ball. Ray Lewis is uh, obviously going down in the history as, as one of the top two or three, you know, once you go back and, and dissect his career, middle linebackers of all time and Suggs. But but those guys are, you know, Ray's quite a, quite a bit slower than he was, and Suggs has been dealing with these injuries. But I think they're two great groups, but right now San Francisco, I would say, is definitely at their peak. Um, Ray Lewis is kind of dug deep here in this postseason is playing real well. But overall, I think I would definitely take San Francisco's group right now today. Yeah, and I feel the same way as well, too. I think, you know, the deep, everything on paper to me says the 49ers should win this game handily. But for some reason, my, my heart won't make the pick, if that makes any sense, because I just feel like the Ravens are kind of a team of uh, destiny, the fact that they've overcome – I don't know. I mean, everything, anything you can think of, any team could go through throughout the season they have from changing the coach to uh, injuries that they've overcome. But the 49ers could be, you could say, the team of destiny as well, making the quarterback change like they did with, with Kaepernick over Alex Smith. 
Uh, let me ask you, though, in your opinion, it, every team has to have some kind of weakness. So wh- what are the weaknesses of these two teams, and could they play a factor in today's game? Well, I think um, each team definitely has a weakness. From San Francisco's side, I, I think Kaepernick is a weakness. I, I know everyone's been real high on him, and I've been impressed with him here the last you know half of the season. But let's not forget this guy's only making his tenth start. Right, um, right. They did not look. Yeah, they did not look good at all at the beginning of that Atlanta game, and. You know, he he could come out and throw a couple of picks and and put them in a hole that they can't dig out of. So that's that's definitely a concern on that side. And and on the the Ravens side, for me, it's their it's their offense as a whole. You, you know, they they want to run the ball and make these big pass plays, but if Denver's secondary is two yards deeper, that ball gets picked off and they're not even here. So they they want to live on these big big bombs that Flacco likes to run, if San Francisco can adjust and take that away from them, uh, I think they're in, they're uh, going to be in trouble. Yeah, I would agree. That's a great point, man, absolutely. Let me ask you, I forgot to ask you this when you first came on, but how are you spending uh, Super Bowl Sunday today? What's your what's your festivities look, uh, look, look like? Well, we've been uh, here getting things cooked and, and setting up here at the house and, and been watching a lot of pregame and just getting excited for the kickoff. So we've we've kept it local and, and doing our own little in-house party. So it's uh, it's been a good time so far. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing too. I, I've been joking about it all show, but I'm, I'm sitting upstairs in the secluded uh, room and I'm smelling all kinds of uh, burgers and everything <laughs> coming from downstairs. And uh, so I, I'm doing the same thing you're doing, kind of spending time with the family uh, here. But, of course, wanted to get out there and get this previous show together. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. We had a got a huge live crowd on right now, so I want to thank everyone for, for listening to this. And, Scott, of course, your show comes on every Monday night uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p- uh, 7, I'm sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Football Extra Points, which you've been on for about three weeks, and it's been a huge success up to this point. You had Russell Baxter on this past Monday, and I know this Monday will be your recap show. So any surprises, any any teas you want to leave us for Monday's show? Um, well, just uh, going to be covering the, the game, kind of talking about recap, and then mapping out the, the off season and the league and touching on the draft a little bit. I've been working on my draft board for about two weeks now, and I've about got that buttoned up. So I'll be bringing out a, another mock draft here in a couple weeks and lining up. I've got several guests trying to get lined up uh, here the next few weeks, some representatives, writers from other teams to talk about their, their team's uh, draft draft plan. So just excited to you know, for those of us that aren't fans of the 49ers and Ravens, the, the draft is the next big thing for us. So as a Lions fan, I'm I'm getting ready, geared up for the draft, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of other fans out there doing the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Just imagine if you're a Cowboys fan like, like myself. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and here, trust me, football season is never over in Dallas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it is. yep, that's like right. Like it is around the world, so – I thank you for joining us, man. Are you going to be doing any uh, tweeting live during during the game on Twitter? Yes, I will. I'll be on Twitter, uh, Football Extra Points, and I'll be uh, 
talking about the the plays in the game and, and sharing my thoughts uh, as we go. All right, good, man. We'll look for your analysis uh, live in game. And, of course, looking forward to the show on Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and um, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. So thanks for joining us, Scott. Thank, thank you for taking time out today to do this, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Enjoy the game. All right, thank you. That was Scott King, and he was joining us, of course, the host of Football Extra Points. And now we come to the program where I have to finally make a decision, ladies and gentlemen. Who am I going to pick? I've heard from my trusted people that I trust. I've heard from the experts. I've heard from the pregame shows and, and every other everyone else's opinion. So now it's my time now to make an official pick. And, and I'm going to go ahead and go with my gut here. I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens to win the game. Uh, I think they'll win 24-21. In a three-point game, a, a close game at that. And let, let, let me be honest, guys. If you're betting and haven't made a bet yet, don't look towards me, okay? I, I, this is a recreational pick. I have not done very well picking Super Bowls in the past unless New England's playing, which in that case I, I've won the last those two Super Bowls New England played in. So don't take that to the bank. My gut is telling me to go with the Ravens. I will, 24-21 over the 49ers. I want to thank all of our guests today, uh, Luke Whitecotton, of course, of RFSportsRadio.com, Nick Ficarelli from the Sports Chronicles, Whitney Fountain from RFSportsRadio.com, and also Scott Scott King of Football Extra Points and his and his show on RF Sports Radio. Thank everyone for joining us. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the festivities. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Football Extra Points. Until then, keep supporting Real Fan Sports Radio. Sports talk from a fan's perspective. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.